हेलो एंड वेलकम टू वॉइस फॉर लोकल और मैं हूँ मोनिशा सिंह कटियाल माई गेस्ट टुडे इज़ द को फाउंडर ऑफ अ ब्रांड दैट ट्रूली बिलीव इन नॉट जस्ट इम्पावरमेंट ऑफ वेमेन बट ऑल्सो इन बींग इन्वायरमेंटल फ्रेंडली एंड इन प्रोड्यूसिंग गार्मेंट्स विद अ लाइट अ कार्बन फुटप्रिंट लेट्स गेट इन कॉन्वर्सेशन विद वसंती विलोरी एंड फाइंड आउट वॉट इज हर ड्रीम फॉर हर ब्रांड पियोली Welcome Vasanti it's a pleasure to have you on the show today Hi so first of all thank you so much for having me here and for me to share our journey with all the listeners So you know I want to know from you that you and Abhinav were batchmates and then both of you decided to start this brand what was the journey like and how did Pioli take shape So me and Abhinav were batchmates as you said from NID the National Institute of Design we were studying textile design there and through our time at NID we were exposed to various craft in various capacities either learning from artisans or working with them on several projects trying to develop products with artisans of various parts of india and gradually the importance and the value of craft and the value of handmade started taking shape in our minds and in our thoughts and it was almost the end of nid when we went to project in the northeast we were working in nagaland where we were studying the textile traditions of some of the very remote villages in uh, nagaland and that's when the research showed us the urgency and you know it was so difficult to unearth certain informations about certain old craft traditions and this really showed us that you know these things are vanishing and it's very important for us to try and save or try and hold on to as much as we could and that's when we decided to work with artisanal communities wherever we would and gradually there was a time when abhinav had come back to almora his hometown and there were a few artisans looking for work and it just sort of clicked you know i mean it made sense that this is a remote region where there are very few such enterprises or design interventions for people working here so it just made sense for us to locate ourselves here our work here or our presence here as designers made the most sense because it would be of help to a community which is not so exposed to the market so that's how we began working with a set of say i think two to three women were there in the beginning in 2013 and that's when we gradually located ourselves here started working with them and now it's almost been 7 to 8 years now so from 2 to 3 people how big is the team today so we are around 83 artisans today working with us there are 12 women who work with us they are our core team the rest of the 70 artisans work from home we've preferred to keep it that way because craft is not just an occupation for women it is a part of their lives so they prefer to work while they are tending to their families to looking after their children managing their households since the beginning we wanted to keep ourselves and our organization in such a way that we could mold ourselves around these women and not impose a lot of things on the women so whatever we do is done kept in mind their needs and their requirements their lifestyle their families when you say that you know you're reviving old traditions handicrafts that were you know dying out what exactly does pioli do 
to revive them and keep them relevant? So we work in a small town called Almora in Uttarakhand. And this is sort of at the eastern part of Uttarakhand, which is known as the Kumau. There is a rich tradition of hand knitting and other crafts associated with woolen clothing. And what we observed was that wool or other natural fibers are rapidly vanishing from the know-how because of the influx of cheaper polymers and other man-made fibers which are coming in. Knitting, of course, exists a lot. If you go to any Himalayan town, you would see women knitting at every corner, every home. So what we did was to revive the use of natural fibers in hand knitting And also, while we were working with natural fibers, we realized that hand spinning is a craft which has vanished or degraded quite a bit. So we revived a lot of hand spinning of wool. Sheep wool is what we use primarily. And we do a lot of hand knitting, hand weaving and hand embroidery. So these are various things that we do. A large component of what we do is natural dyeing. And natural dyeing is uh, something which we have brought into the craft. We do a lot of research with using local raw materials to dye and color our yarns as well as fabrics. While our production chain right from the spinning to the final product is entirely hand done, we also ensure that we use uh, renewable energy sources wherever we can. Like natural dyeing uses a lot of water. It uses a lot of energy to heat water. So we use solar heated water and we use rain harvested water for our activities. And a lot of what we do is centered around a low carbon footprint production. So we ensure that all the waste that we generate is reused, is brought back into the system Finally, there's something which is discharged out of our organization. It's very diluted and it's very harmless as we can make it to be. So basically, to sum it up, Pioli is an organization based on three pillars of using indigenous materials, local skills and renewable energy to create alternative livelihood opportunities for the women of the Himalayan region that we work in. That's what we do. So all the material that you use for dyeing, all the wool that you get, where do you source these materials from? So we work with local communities where, say, for example, we in terms of our wool, we are trying to revive the use of the local wool of Uttarakhand, which is known as the Harsil wool. It's also a variety of sheep wool, but because of its coarseness, it has gone out of use. It's a little, you know, itchy when you wear something made out of the local wool of Uttarakhand. So we are trying to intervene and trying various processes in terms of washing, spinning, we are blending it with various wools and also in terms of our designs so that we can make these garments more visually and functionally appealing to the modern customer. So Harsil is uh, one wool variety which we source from the nomadic communities. Like as I said, we are based in the east but Harsil is located in central and upper Himalayas. So we source it from the various communities which are sheep rarers finally come down and trade wool with 
with us. Apart from that, we also use local bast fibers, which are fibers extracted from locally growing shrubs like uh, Himalayan nettle, Himalayan hemp, which are again uh, plants which grow in the higher altitude Himalayan regions. They are wild undergrowths which grow all across the region. The process of extraction of fiber from these plants is a bit lengthy and we don't cultivate it as such but we also source these fibers from various communities making them. Apart from this we also source airy silk which is the non-violent silk, the peace silk which is found in Assam. The Kala cotton, the indigenous variety of cotton which is the old world cotton growing in Kutch in Gujarat. So even when we use other materials from other parts of the country we make sure that they are of the indigenous varieties or the less harmful varieties that we can source. So yeah, that's about our raw material. Yeah, and when it comes to raw material for dyeing, our dye stuffs, we use locally available plants like walnuts. So walnuts are consumed by all of us, we would know, right? But the outer covering of the walnut, once the nut is removed, the outer covering, which is pretty useless, is... uh, very very precious for us we use it for our dyeing it gives a lovely range of browns and beiges and you know it's beautiful so we use walnut there is another flower called the rhododendron flower which is a bright red flower and the hills are all red in color flaming red in color so rhododendron flowers when dried we soak them and we get these pinkish hues out of rhododendron. We use the rind of uh, pomegranate to get lovely green colors. Then uh, there is a beautiful tree and the seed coverings of the fruits are used to get a beautiful yellow color. So locally it's called ruin or kamla and it has been used for coloring textiles during weddings and so on. Now not anymore but we use it to get our peoli yellow in our yarns with Kamala. So yeah, those are a few that we use, but we expanded, like we've gotten a range of natural dyes. We wanted to dispel the myth that, you know, natural dyes are boring or earthy or, you know, limited in their color range. We have developed the full color wheels with various colors, with various permutations that we do. And that's the beauty of dyeing. It's just amazing every day you get these new colors that you can produce and every time you dye with the same material it produces another color so it's always a mystery as to what is going to come out of something today this is so interesting and insightful because i do want my listeners to know that every time they eat walnuts you know the nut can be put to so many uses the shell (laughs) you know and they could actually have a fabric dyed with that shell Coming to what you said that every time it's a mystery and every color will come out different and every fabric, the shade might not be the same. Now, this also can be a challenge because when you're using natural dyes, when you're using natural raw materials, not every outfit will have that finish what a machine product will. Therefore, I want to know what's your customer base like and how much do they adapt to accepting, appreciating a product which might not be so perfect, but is unique in its own way. I think that's the fear that we began with. But I think it's the opposite, actually. All our customers 
look for those variations in the product the variations are what make the product so beautiful and that's been our design vocabulary or our the way we approach our designs has been that to celebrate the variations that come not only in dyeing but in spinning as well the yarn is not evenly smooth or the thickness is uneven and the dyes as well the yarn when it's dyed it takes the color differently so that's what we play around with and that's what we use in to our advantage in all our designs so what we do is our sorting and segregation process of these colors is maddening <laughs> that's something like there'll be if there's a blue there'll be a light blue there'll be a mid blue there'll be a mid blue two there'll be a mid blue three and there'll be a darker blue so there's a lot of very subtle differences that happen and we are sensitive to it and we try to play around with it no two garments are the same and that's the beauty of it right luxury in today's time i would define it as something which you wearing just the knowledge that there is no other garment like that there's no other piece like that is the truest luxury that one can possess in today's times right and that's what our customers really look for and we are blessed to have built this very organic and very tight customer base which is of course we are very niche but this family of people that own a pioli or that look forward to owning a pioli they are so sensitive and they are so patient to have this conversation i just had a customer who just messaged me something this morning sending me a screenshot of an image from our website and asking me about uh, what dye produce this deep red because i have another red which is also a natural dye but what is the dye which has produced this color so these are the conversations that help in educating a customer and also developing that taste honing that taste and over time i have customers who come back to me saying that you know this is slightly rough this is slightly soft i like the character of the rough one so you know this engagement with our audience is what makes the entire journey even more special for the wearer as well as for the maker so yeah <laughs> pioli travels international now you're supplying to australia europe other countries around the world what is your vision with pioli how do you plan to take it international So the idea to take it international is a very functional one in the sense that we do make warmer clothing so countries which have cold are the ones which can use our garment in fact there was a customer of mine recently who wore a pioli jacket to antarctica so that just gives some amount of validation as to how uh, uh, special she might have found our product in terms of internationally yeah, we've reached places in Europe Paris Spain Germany New York Australia Korea it's just been growing in fact after covid we've found such a great interest in terms of the international audience which is great which is a great sign that people are looking for the story or the ethicality behind the production of a particular piece so it's a great sign that there are more and more customers who are looking for uh, eco-friendly products so the signs are all great and we are looking forward to expanding and working with more and more international clients yeah 
You know, you have been part of various projects that involve the research and analysis of local communities, their cultures, their lifestyles, tradition, businesses, before you started POLE. I want to know that what was that experience like and how much emphasis do you lay on R&D when it comes to POLE and any small business, according to you, what kind of emphasis should they lay on their research and development? I think research is what makes you what you are because that's what we did when we started off with and research is something which is so inbuilt in us that you know before stepping into a community or a space or a region you need to understand what is there and what is required what are their needs and how best you can place yourself within all that context right so research has always helped us in understanding all of this when we started working with women artisans in almora what we did was we also began with understanding what exists we just started with developing small swatches just six by six inch swatches just to understand what exists in the local vocabulary and gradually we built on I think we have around thousands or 1200 designs that exist in the region. And that's our resource base from which we draw our inspiration. And, uh, you know, that's our starting point when we are wanting to build new textures, new surfaces, new garments. That's what we go back to. And that's all from the people. It's nothing is ours as such. What we do is just combining it with colors that we produce the understanding combining it with our understanding of what the market requires right so i mean it's an unending process as i said our research with natural dyes continues even till today and we've still only touched just barely the top of the <laughs> thing there and also our understanding of working with communities before starting pioli helped us in the sense that we got this grounding as to what craft means to a community how it is connected to the region the culture because there's a lot of socio cultural exchange that happens between the maker and his or her activity or craft that the person produces it's not just an occupation for them but there's so much symbology there's so much connection to the seasonal cycles to their agricultural cycles to their all this research somewhere helped in developing an empathy towards the people who practice crafts and that is the empathy with which we have based our organization the philosophy around it and the various principles with which we work have been developed around empathizing with the people that we work with yeah well i think that's so wonderful because you know if you take your people along i think you know you just have a longer journey to live so i think it's such a wonderful thing to be able to analyze their needs as well not just imposing your thoughts on someone else yep so i want to know what is the one milestone that you have recently achieved and what's the one milestone that you're working towards in the near future well one which gave us a lot of happiness was an year ago when the entire water that we used in that year was 100% rain harvested that was amazing for us because it took a lot of challenges in terms of say we are a very rainy region so every week there's rain here but there are certain times when it's irregular and then you have to hold back on saying that no we are going to wait for the rain 
a certain activity will stop till there is enough water we are not going to touch anything related to dying for that time and that requires our communication with our clients on the other side who are not present in this context but the entire thing has to be explained to them etc so i mean we felt very good for having done that that was a proud achievement although we would like to better ourselves with getting even better storing more water in the future a milestone which we want to aim for is to reach a point where we can where we can command the price that we want for our product you know we are getting there slowly and gradually but we want to reach a stage where we are entirely comfortable with the kind of price we can demand for our product not for ourselves but to be able to pay an even fairer wage to our artisans which is very important for us and uh, that has been something which has always been on the fore of how we work with the women and we want to get there so whatever helps us for that we would like to reach in national markets and expand ourselves there to be able to do this yeah <laughs> but i think it's such an inspiring thing because like you said one thing is about designing and creating but what you guys are doing you and your partner abinav i think what you guys are doing more importantly is to create like i said not just empowering people but creating products which are eco friendly less carbon footprint and reviving our old techniques of doing things organically and handmade and i think that is what is beautiful about pioli before i end i always ask my guest to name one brand that they think should feature on our show and be a part of voices for local so if you had to nominate one brand who would that be So I would like to nominate uh, Margaret Zinu she is a designer based in Kohima in Nagaland and she works with a small group of uh, women weavers and these are loin loom weavers and beautiful beautiful loin loom textiles are being made by her group and I would like to nominate her <laughs> I think it's absolutely wonderful we would love to have her on the show But thank you so much Vasanthi for being a part of Voices for Local and I truly wish Pioli all the best not just for the lovely creations that you have but for the journey and you know the reason behind it. So I hope thank more you. and more people buy Pioli and you know it'll make us very happy that Voices for Local can enable that in any way. Thank you so much Monisha. Thank you for choosing to be a part of the show Vasanthi and wishing you all the best. To all my listeners write in to me with your suggestions. names of brands that you would like to see get featured and connect with me on my instagram at monisha singkatyal and please do follow at voices for local on instagram to know more about your favorite local brands until next time do check out peoli online and invest in garments which help save the planet happy shopping